Welcome to the ERMI Podcast. I'm Joel Applebaum, Chief Content Officer at ERMI. And for over 40 years, ERMI has been an industry leader in educating and informing insurance risk management professionals like you. In this episode, based on a snap talk presented at the 41st ERMI Construction Risk Conference, our friend Rose Hall, Vice President and Head of Construction Innovation at AXA XL, will outline the best practices for technology adoption in the construction industry. We hope you enjoy it. Today we're going to talk about best practices for technology adoption. And we're going to first start by talking about what's hard about technology adoption for the construction industry. Um, it's a legacy industry, as we all know. We're here at a risk management conference, and I'll tell you about 20, 25 years ago, risk management wasn't a thing. And it was something we were trying to wrap our heads around. How do we manage risk on a job site? And is it worth putting all this effort into a risk management department and overhead? And what are the best practices for risk management? And how do we, how do we, and is it, is it um, trade secret? Do we want to share it with our peers? Do we want to have uh, conferences and groups? And how do we all adopt it in a way that's meaningful for our businesses? I think innovation and technology is on that same trajectory where we are just learning that it's going to be more beneficial for our businesses, both for profitability, for safety, for attracting a younger generation of construction enthusiasts, uh, for the longevity of our business. And frankly, we need this business to live and work and play in fun places, right? We build buildings. How do we innovate in construction and how do we adopt technology meaningfully? That's what we're going to talk about today. So being in the same place as we were in risk management 20 years ago is, puts us in this infancy where we're not sure how to go about it yet. And there's a lot of technology out there and it's just overwhelming. And there's a couple of pitfalls I'm going to share with you and ways to debunk them and then a couple of best practices on how you can get started integrating technology into your business. Talk is cheap or tech is cheap, if you will, right? The first pitfall is leaning too heavily on the ROI of tech the return on investment. If somebody had said 20 years ago, well, we're not gonna, we're not gonna have a full-time risk manager because we can't prove what the value will be, what the return on investment will be for a risk manager, we wouldn't have this conference, likely. We wouldn't have uh, full-scale risk management departments and we wouldn't be protecting our businesses the way we have been for the last 20 years. It's hard to put a price on the risk you prevented. If you lean too heavily on the return on investment and you simply say, if I can't prove a number as to how this is going to help my business, I'm unwilling to invest in it, I'm unwilling to take that leap, then we never get anywhere, right? Tech is the same. There's a lot of technology out there, some of it cheaper than others, but in the aggregate, it's all cheap. It's all cheap because it's all going to be beneficial in the long run. We just need to take the leap of faith today in order to get there. And I promise you, at some point, we will be able to prove the ROI on these variety of solutions and the way that they're integrated into our business and people are gonna go home more safely from our job sites and we're going to have better profitability and we're going to have less claims and we're going to have less losses on our construction projects. But I can't tell you what that is today. But I can tell you that in the long run, tech is cheap. Number two, pitfall. Show me the data, Jerry Maguire. Uh, does anybody remember that movie? All right, good, I'm not that old yet. So the other pitfall is relying too heavily on this concept of big data for construction. You can't have data unless you adopt technology. 
So if you're going to dabble in technology and not really embrace it and not really commit to it, and then you're expecting to do something fancy with that data, the data is not going to be there, or the data is going to be not clean enough to use. We talked about this this morning in our session, right? Um, if you are hinging the value of tech adoption on what you can do with the data, you've put the cart before the horse, the tail wagging the dog, if you will. We have to focus on adoption. And once we have strong adoption and we have strong integration and these pieces are talking to each other, these technologies are talking to each other, and the data is talking to each other, then we can think about what we do with that big data. But putting the cart before the horse, if you think, well, I need data, so I'm going to adopt technology, you, you know, it's a backward cycle. Okay. Likewise, if technologies are talking to you and they start with the data, shame on them. We have a suite of technologies that we work with, and I always tell them, I said, when you're talking to our general contractor customers, don't start with the data. We're not ready yet as an industry. We got to get past adoption first. Pitfall number two is don't start with the data. So how do we do it? How do we adopt technology? How do we get started? There's a variety of sophistication across general contractors. We at AXA Excel have a book of, we write the ENR top 400 general contractors. We have such a wide variety of customers and they are all unique snowflakes. And they all have a range of sophistication as it relates to technology adoption. Five things I've noticed that really do help accelerate technology adoption for better business results, no matter your size, your shape, or your sophistication. The first is strategy. Have one, okay? Just have one. Um, don't go flying by the seat of your pants. Have a strategy and make sure it aligns with your business strategy for your company. If you are a 10-year-old company or you're a 105-year-old company, you have a culture, you have a strategy, you have a way you do business, don't let that stop you, but don't make tech adoption so different from the way you do business on a regular basis that it's disruptive because it won't take off. Number two, commitment. And this means all manners of things. This is committing money, resources, all sorts of creativity, uh, incentive programs for your employees to help bring out those ideas that are lurking somewhere in the field that somebody's afraid to say, hey, I got a cool idea. Does somebody want to try this out? When you communicate to your business that you are committed to tech adoption, those ideas start to come out they start to get drawn out of the woodwork because somebody heard, oh, we have an innovation budget for that. We can do a pilot. And then great ideas start to emerge and innovation starts to emerge and creativity starts to emerge. So be committed on all fronts. Those resources we talked about, have them, but also communicate them. If you tell your company that, um, sure, if you got a great idea, come, come bring it in, we'll take a look at it. If I'm someone in the field and I've got a great idea for a technology or I've just seen a great technology that I want to try implementing and I'm not sure if it's going to fly or not, it makes me trepidatious to walk into the chief innovations officer's office and say, what do you think of this idea? But if I know they're looking for it and I know we have a budget, we have a pool already dedicated for innovation and technology, then I'm much more likely to bring things forward. And especially when we talk about um, the commitment and the resources, including this in your employees' performance goals is a great way to do that as well. So we're not just encouraging you to check the box and do all your job description role today. We don't just want you to come to work and fill out paperwork and go home. We want you to think critically and think creatively and elevate the whole industry. That brings me to culture shift. 
How do we shift that culture? Construction, being a legacy industry, most of the C-suite in a construction company is born out of operational excellence. You got there by building buildings really, really well. And most of them civil engineers, no offense, I'm a civil engineer, I'll take the bullet for that. I'm told there's no cure for it, so we're just gonna have to roll. Um, engineers and estimators, and uh, we have them in insurance, actuaries, we look at numbers, we repeat, we create a process, we repeat, and we are successful because we have perfected that process, and then we hand it down to the next project manager, and on and on it goes. Being disruptive with technology means thinking outside of that box and taking some risk, which is very scary for a C-suite that that wants to make sure that they continue their operational excellence and build buildings the way they always have. So shifting the culture from not the way we've always done it, but also not um, super loosey-goosey, is a challenge. And we go back to, ties all the other concepts in, right? We go back to strategy, making sure that the way that you're encouraging technology adoption and innovation is strategic, aligned with your company culture, has buy-in, and resources, and the very last thing that ties all these things in together is measuring to manage. So all the things we just talked about, what are your KPIs? What makes you successful this year? We're going to adopt X number of technologies, or we're going to review X number of technologies, or we're going to source X number of ideas, or we're going to spend X, X amount of budget. Um, that's usually not the problem, right? It's like we have all this money left over at the end of the year, what the heck do we do with it? Uh, but measuring to manage, whatever metrics you can put around your success helps you get there. And then you create the strategy and the roadmap and now you've, now you've shown commitment and now you have your resources and you tie it all in with your company culture and your strategy for your business. And now you haven't just added tech adoption as this fancy pantsy thing you do over here on the side, it's really integrated into your business and it becomes the way you operate as a business. We develop some programs here to support our customers, and instead of developing a siloed business unit for that, we have a couple dedicated people, but the rest of our champions and ambassadors, as we call them, are underwriters and risk engineers within our business unit. Why? Because we want it integrated with everything we do. We don't want it siloed, right? And we have to do the same in construction. If it starts to become the way we do business, then we will succeed. The last thing is, innovation is the new risk management. It's going to be the differentiator. It's where risk management was 20 years ago. It's going to be where we are today, 20 years from now. No, forget that, five years from now, right? And it's going to save lives and it's going to build better business results. And it's going to have, we're going to have better profitability and we're going to have more success as a construction industry. And we are going to keep this industry on pace and keep it moving and keep modernizing and attract the younger talent and solve our, our trade worker problem, our labor shortage problem and our supply chain problems. And all these things can be addressed by combining technology and innovation and the human element of your business. So best practices for technology adoption and turning risk innovation into your new risk management style, into your new, um, innovation is the new risk management, and it's going to be the way that we go forward in this industry. Thanks. Hey, thanks for listening. Go to ermi.com for more information and be sure to subscribe there to Ermi Podcast for more talks like this and to be notified when a new episode is released.